the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Bruce Willis Show. Thanks for staying tuned. Uh, we've had quite a show up to now talking a little bit about Israel and uh, probably saying some things that you're not going to hear anywhere else, uh, which is probably why you tune in here. And so thank you. And uh, I look forward to, you know, we're going to try to get Bruce on the show this week. I, I would venture to guess he has some poignant and passionate positions on this Israel issue. Speaking of uh, poignant and passionate positions. Uh, I want to bring in, I'm just going to bring her in first and then we'll just kind of volley this, this topic back and forth. State representative Beth Lear is a Republican from uh, Delaware County. Uh, representative Lear, thank you for joining us again on the Bruce Willie show. How are you this morning? Great, Jack. Thank you. And good morning. So uh, yes, good morning to you as well. I always appreciate your time. Um, I, you know, I was as I do many mornings, I was I was scrolling, and I was looking at email, and I saw this uh, story on uh, ABC Six. Actually, uh, Daryl Rowland, longtime uh, Columbus Dispatch political reporter, um, put together a little video montage on a hearing that you had yesterday. And if you don't mind, <laughs> I'm gonna. Before we get to one, your, your, your Democratic colleague's uh, response, I just want you to remind our listeners what the bill is about and uh, what hearing uh, yesterday was. Was it the first? Was it the second? So let's start there. Sure. Uh, we were talking about House Bill 183, which Representative Adam Byrd, a former superintendent, by the way, and I jointly sponsored. And the bill, if passed, will require schools whenever they have um, a multi-person bathroom, locker room, shower room, or overnight um, opportunity that those would be allowed for single sex only. So you can have a staff bathroom or something like that if you've got a confused child um, in the transgender uh, arena, but if you're having a lots of kids in one bathroom or shower room. They have to only be girls or only be boys. So I'm going to say something that might sound stunning. It might sound unempathetic, and I don't mean it to, but, but I hope that it creates the juxtaposition and thought that I think we need. Um, gender dysphoria is a real thing. And I want to end the discussion that just because one student is struggling with gender dysphoria and I don't want my child to believe that that should be normalized behavior, that I hate a trans, what they would call a trans kid, what I would, which I would call, I would call somebody that is, you know, struggling with gender dysphoria in a child. So there's that issue. But the other thing is this. This is common sense legislation to me, and I'll tell you why. Uh, teenagers for years have struggled with suicide, with cutting, with bulimia. We don't issue buckets in schools for kids to carry around 
expecting that they're going to become bulimic. We don't issue razor blades to kids the first day of school and say, look, if you ever feel like you want to cut, you should just go ahead because that's going to help you. Uh, We don't want to stand in the way of your true identity as a cutter. Um, We don't give them guidebooks on suicide, or at least I hope that we don't. Why in the world are we enabling not only the gender dysphoric child, but pushing that gender dysphoria on other students? Well, I think when you ask that question, Jack, you're getting into the spiritual issues um, that we're dealing with in our culture, the rejection of God and the replacement of him with the worship of other human beings. And in this case, it's a, in my opinion, it's a result of um, Dr. Alfred Kinsey's experimentations on children and infants by um, prisoners who were pedophiles, and he took the results of that disgusting sexual abuse and rape of children and put it into research, which he called normal human sexual behavior. And we have a bunch of folks in our society who, because they reject God, they embrace the alternative. And so we are seeing things get worse and worse when it comes to human sexual behavior in our culture, further and further away from the design that God made, which was a man and a woman in a committed marriage relationship um, hopefully having children at some point if that works out for them. And, and we're, we're throwing all that out the window and we're saying it's anything you want to do with anybody at any time. And it's natural that it's going to come down and it's going to hurt our kids. I was stunned by a couple of things. I did, in, in full transparency, I did not watch the entire hearing, the committee hearing. But I did see one person speak up. I believe it might have been a fellow lawmaker who said, uh, I, I oppose this thinking that there are two genders. Now, I would surmise, and I realize I might be labeled as stereotypical or you know oversimplifying or painting with too broad of a brush. I, I would probably suggest that that person um, was all about following the science during COVID. Um, there's XX and there's XY, end of story. Uh, so that stunned me. But not, nothing prepared me for this, and I'm going to play this, and then I want you to respond to it. So the same argument that we used to segregate race is the same argument that we are using now to segregate gender. That's the argument from Democrat Joe Miller, who to me seems to bastardize the shameful practice of racism and attempts to use it to justify bathroom policies that create crimes of opportunity for predators. How do you see it, Representative Lear? You might be more empathetic than me. Oh, I'm not empathetic towards Representative Miller at all. In fact, as I was sitting in committee yesterday, wasn't on the committee, but I was there um, to provide support for everybody who came in. And the only thing that came to my mind was this, that is defined in, of all places, Wikipedia as hatred of, contempt for, or prejudice against women or girls. It's called misogyny. And that's exactly what Joe Miller and some of the other Democrats presented in that committee yesterday. They want men who pretend to be women to have access to us in our private spaces. They're, as you said, they're bastardizing uh, this situation with sexual confusion to elevate a few, to destroy the family, to destroy the concept of men, the concept of women, and they're using the idea of race because all this is is about dividing our society. 
we can't be unified if all we do is look at one another through the lens of, well, uh, you're this color or you're that LGBT category instead of looking at one another as human beings. And they're making it harder for us to love one another and unify because of their constant hatred against women in this situation. Yeah, I would even argue, and I think it's probably part and parcel with what you're saying, the Biden regime and their bastardization of Title IX, where they're trying to cram under the umbrella of protection, uh, gender identity and sexual preference is absolutely misogynistic. It absolutely gives males, uh, we've seen it play out in swimming, males who are mediocre swimmers uh, as men, jump over to the women's team and all of a sudden they're world champions. Uh, That's probably the picture of misogyny that should be in the encyclopedia. It's unbelievable. No, you're absolutely right. And I mean, it's it's not really surprising coming from the left who uh, live lies out every day. Their uh, lie about the Republican Party changing uh, a place where African Americans felt safe to now a place where uh, they completely switched things around in the 60s. That's a lie. It's the same lie with this issue. They used to be supportive of women. Now they're completely doing uh, a backwards turn on women. And we've barely had the right to vote in this country for 100 years in 1920. So now they're going to take away, is that going to be the next thing? They're going to take away our right to vote because we're uh, heterosexual white women and we shouldn't be allowed to go to the polls. I mean, Democrats are getting really extreme. So we have about 30 seconds. Let me ask you this. I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you want to stay for eight minutes on the other side of this commercial break? Because I want to hear what's next for the bill, where you think it's going. And I want to get your, get you to weigh in again on issue one. Would you be willing to do that? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, more with State Representative Beth Leary. She's a Republican from Delaware County. On the other side of this break on 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woodley Show. Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. I am joined on the phone line by State Representative Beth Lear. She is the sponsor, creator of House Bill 183, and that aims to make sure that biological females uh, don't share changing spaces with biological males, restrooms, and overnight accommodations. And um, the bill is in the House Higher Education Committee. Now, the first hearing, I believe, is the introduction to that committee. The second had uh, opposition testimony, and, you know, it came from people like Jack Acre from First Federated Church, Aaron Up Church of Kaleidoscope Youth Center. I'd probably stay away from there. Uh, Beryl Brown, Pickle Antonio, Gehanna Jefferson School Board. Imagine that. So, um, but by the way, I'm going to make a prediction here. There is a, quote, science, end quote, behind these, this LGBTQ plus activism that says, look, we have to acknowledge we have to acknowledge that they have this dysphoria and we have to support it or else they're going to be more suicidal. It's going to create more harm in their lives. Uh, I'm going to predict this. This is The science that backs this is going to be about like the science that backs reading recovery. We're going to find out that it's bunk. And there are well-intended people, pastors, teachers, people who care about kids, who are standing behind science that's bunk. Uh, State Representative Lear, how do you see this uh, moving through the legislative process? Can you give us an update? Yes. 
I can tell you that the current speaker, Jason Stevens, um, sat down with me in the spring and told me that he had no intention of moving the bill in the spring. He wanted to wait until the fall. So you can take him at his word. Uh, it is uh, moving. I know the chairman, Tom Young, is supportive, and he is, I don't know what the final day will be for a vote, but he is pushing it through. We probably will have one more hearing. Interested party testimony will um, be adding any amendments that people are trying to add at that point if they're good. I don't know that there will be much, but I think you'll see this voted out within the next month and on the floor before we go to recess uh, for Christmas. I would anticipate that the Senate would gobble this up and pass it quickly. Do you do you believe that you have enough sane colleagues that register as Republicans that would vote for this measure? I certainly hope so. I hope they see the importance of it. I know uh, State Senator Brenner, who's often on the show with you, um, has been a little frustrated with some of the folks in the education industry who have been pushing back on this, which he and I know it's harmful to girls. It's harmful to boys. It's just harmful to kids. So I'm hoping and praying that the Senate will take it up and take it seriously. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this into issue one in just a moment. But but I want your I want your feedback. You have a really good pulse on the community, particular particularly in your district, and I know that because you used to represent me before uh, I married and moved to Richland County. Um, here's what I want to ask. Do you believe that there are well-intended people behind this? And do you think that this LGBTQ plus activism science will come out in the wash? Absolutely. The truth about the science will eventually. It's going to be too late for all of the kids they mutilate and sterilize. And I'm sorry to be blunt, but that's the reality of what they're doing. Um, There is only one truly scientific study that has been done um, out of Europe Years ago, um, a longitudinal study, 19 years, looking at people who were in the transgender um, movement who had gender dysphoria, and uh, the people who attempted suicide after transitioning was, I believe the percentage was nine times higher than people who did not transition. And I would point... Once you mutilate your body... Yeah, yeah. I mean... I would I would point to the fact. Look, Sweden is not conservative, <laughs> and uh, I believe Sweden was the first back circa 1972 to say, "Look, we can start doing all of this." Well, I, I believe it was February 22. They pumped the brakes and said, "We're not doing this anymore. We're, we're not allowing our kids to gender transition. We're not going to feed this beast anymore." Uh, and they've been doing it for quite some time, but we're not learning from that. And I, I would surmise, you're not saying this, I am. We're not learning from that because there are a lot of people making a lot of money from what's going on. Oh, a on. lot of money. Uh, and I think yeah. that's the other issue that uh, – and we've got a few minutes here and you, you may want to dive on this. But to me, I look at it and I go, well, of course clinics want this. Of course hospitals want this because the minute that you have to go on puberty blockers and drugs before the surgery and then the surgery and you have to keep taking drugs. And I look at it and I go, as a business person and a strategist, I see a client for life. That's a lot of money. Well, absolutely. I mean, that admiral in the uh, United Health Services who pretends to be a woman, when he was in Pennsylvania working in their health department, he made that very clear in one of his email communications that 
we need to encourage this transgender movement amongst the youth because if you do, you'll have patience for life. I mean, they're looking at a million dollars a person. And when you have a medical community that was based on do no harm turning around and cutting off healthy body parts and sterilizing children and making them most of them incapable of having an intimate relationship with another human being for the rest of their lives, I don't know how other doctors who love kids don't stand up and start screaming about how horrible this is. We need them to step up and start speaking out. So we've got about two minutes here. You know, the thing that that alarms me is that we are turning our state over to activists. Uh, With issue one, uh, Planned Parenthood, pro-abortion doctors will have authority and that authority will be unchecked. Of course, they're going to find a, quote, health, end quote, reason uh, for a woman to have an abortion. And you're not going to be able to question that abortionist. Likewise, we have activists in our schools. We have activists in uh, on the bench in certain blue counties that will allow our kids to transition without our involvement. Do you think voters are starting to understand where we are and how dangerous issue one is? I don't think we're there yet, Jack. I hope we're there before November 7th, or at least on November 7th, because the liars on the left are so good at what they do, people believe them. I mean, you get fake faith leaders, apostate preachers, who are saying that abortion and issue one thing. We know that's a lie. From the pit of hell, frankly, that's a lie. So... I hope that the church, I hope that the people, even people who support abortion but want it to be safe, legal, and rare, understand that if they pass issue one, it'll be legal, but it will not be safe and it will not be rare. No, I had, uh, we got about a minute here. I had a husband and wife team, journalists that uh, are opening an exhibit in Columbus uh, at the short, down in the short north, north on Friday. It's titled Evidence, and it deals uh with a, an abortion doctor in Philadelphia who was running a murder mill for three or four decades. And uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, if you think that abortion is going to happen at 15 weeks uh, and it's not going to happen after that, if this passes, you're, you're dead wrong. And you're right about that, uh, Representative Lear. Uh, it, it's not going to make it rare. It's certainly not going to make it safe because it's going to take away some of the safeguards. Like you have to be within a certain distance of a hospital uh, you have to provide some sort of counseling to the mother. Those things are going to disappear, and we're going to legalize abortion on demand. Um, you got about 40 seconds here. What else do you want our listeners to know, either about your bill or about issue one? Well, I would just say if you support the idea of girls having safe spaces in schools and universities, please make sure that your state representative and uh, Chairman Young know Even though Chairman Young supports the bill, it's helpful for him to hear from you that you want to see this passed. Then we've got to work really hard in the Senate. The last thing I would share with is the issue of viability on issue one. The abortionist is the one who will be allowed to determine whether a child is viable, and it will depend on the health. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.